Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our Dynasty League. I'm your host, Mike. With me, as always, is my friend, Andrew. Hello, everybody. And this week, we're breaking down the NFC West with our special guest, Commissioner Extraordinaire, Donnie, a.k.a. Donnie versus 5. Donnie VS5? VS5. VS5. I do like the versus. It's like you're fighting the number five, like you got like an issue with it. Yeah, you know what? It, it can go either way. Yeah. All right. Uh, or, it or, is, is it, or is it? Or is it? You lost out in the finals five times. Oh on, <laughs> no! Because it'd be more than that. Because he makes it to the finals a lot. Can we uh, mute Andrew this this podcast? <laughs> just, just, just turn him down. Hey, one day when we get a full mixing board, we will we'll have the ability yeah. to, to mute everybody. Um, <clears throat> we are recording this on Wednesday night, August seventeenth. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing tonight? I, you know what? I'm doing good because I'm on. Uh, I'm not to have to go back to work until Tuesday. So, oh wow, you got some it nice time be, off. Yeah. So it'll be a, a a good good long weekend. All right, and you, Donnie, you're going to work in what, like an hour? Uh, I like to get there in about an hour and a half. I don't start till ten, so I got two hours. You got some time. All right. Well, boys. It's uh, it's been a busy week. It's been a fun week. Some stuff going on. Uh, have you guys been catching any of the uh, the preseason games? Uh, I was well, you guys, as you guys saw. I was out at the lake last weekend, so I didn't uh, I didn't get to no. Nope. That's right. You it. did miss out on that. Donnie, how about yourself? Yeah, I watched a few. Um, I wanted to watch see how Watson uh, Watson did, and uh, that didn't look too good. He lost the center, and then it was just oh, it was a. I think they've lost two centers. They're two starting centers this season out for the season with uh, with a knee and an ACL injury. Oh, that's horrible. So uh, the Browns are on their backup. I'm sure they're going to go out and try and find some depth, but yeah, they don't uh, they don't have uh, a starting center. That's right. Yeah. And so well, Watson did not look good in his outing. Well, they don't have well, to worry about protecting him anyway. Oh no! I, I also watched. Also watch the Lions, dude. They they look good. I like I like their energy they brought. They do. They're a lot of fun. I've I've been enjoying the uh, the actual positive energy in the uh, the social groups I belong in for the Lions. So their Reddit channel, their Facebook channel. There's a lot of positivity. It seems to have been snuffing out all of the the naysayers and the negative Nancys out there. And so it's nice that there is some some good energy coming from camp. It seems that the players are enjoying it. Uh, the coaches are putting up a good front. I have, I still haven't got uh, a chance to watch any of the episodes of Hard Knocks. They're two episodes in. I'm catching some highlights. Looks like it's fun. Looks like they're having a good time. Yeah, I think uh, with when it, when it's coming to the Lions, um, they're setting themselves up for for real good success or heartbreak. I don't. Yeah, I don't I th- think there's going to be. I don't think with them this year, mediocrity. Is going to be acceptable anymore. I no. think they're. I think it's. It's. I. We want to. We want to. We want to have a winning season. Anything mm-hmm. less is. Is. A I think a it'll failure. break. It'll break these men if they go out there and they have a losing season. I think a lot of them will be mentally broken after this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the belief. I, I think I mentioned it last week. The the emotional roller coaster is a dangerous one to ride on. Because when you're riding high and you're moving fast and everything is great and everything falls your way, it's wonderful. And then you can kind of you can kind of establish some things underneath you to keep going. You can get some stability. 
But if you get off the rails and you take a bad turn, uh, that emotional roller coaster can drag you down super fast and take you to a place you don't want to go. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm extremely hopeful that these guys get off to a good start. And even if they don't, as long as they, they hang tough in these games, they're going to keep fighting and they're going to just grind it out. Um, I have another friend of mine here uh, in the city who's a Lions fan. Uh, I'm going to hopefully bring him on the show at some point throughout the season. And uh, he's a big game competitor. So he loves loves his big money games. So he's in, I don't know, a couple grand in some leagues. That's how, that's how big some of the... And he's into sports betting really big. So he is really analytical and he ch- he doesn't like to play the homer card like he is he, he recognizes what he has he's a lions fan and he's not willing just to throw money away for the sake of throwing money away and he's betting on him so we had a conversation the other night and uh, it was really good the only thing that he doesn't like uh he doesn't have full trust in jared goff he thinks the defense is solid minus the linebacking core the uh the offense is solid Minus Jared Goff. He goes, Jared Goff to him is just not that not that reliable starter. This is the make or break it year. If Jared Goff recognizes that, hey, this is put up or shut up because you'll never play football again. And if you do, it'll be when somebody else gets injured because you're a backup. This is it. This is your chance. And uh, like end of season last year, Jared Goff played, played very well. I don't see him great to awesome, but... I think I think this is a year with Dan Campbell as his coach. He's going to get pushed to be relevant again, and then he'll have a chance to to decide whether or not he's a starter next year. It's in his hands. So we agreed on a lot of uh, elements. So that kind of just reinforced my beliefs, which was kind of nice because I do think they have a winning chance this year. But that's for uh, we've already talked about the Lions. Let's uh, let's skip over my favorite team and let's <laughs> talk about uh, let's talk about some some other favorites. Uh, Donnie, we've got some uh, some football news to get through. But first, before we get to that, I want to share you guys my little sports calendar finally gave me some football news. It's not baseball anymore. So the first little bit came to us um, from Friday, August 12th. This comes from 1957 about my Detroit Lions. This is hilarious. Detroit Lions coach Buddy Parker stuns the team by announcing his resignation at a Meet the Lions banquet with more than 500 Lion fans in attendance. Parker has, has been the coach since 1951, so six years as coach, and led the club, club to the NFL championship in 52 and 53. The team is in training camp with the first regular season game scheduled for September 29th, so just less than a month away. On August 27th, Parker will replace Walt Kiesling as the head coach of the Steelers. So he leaves the Lions and then two weeks later joins the Steelers as their head coach. Assistant George Wilson will take over for Parker in Detroit and guide the Lions to another NFL title in 1957. Oh, wow. They, they go win the title that year without this coach. Parker, the coach that left, will also quit the Steelers in the middle of training camp the following year. That's wild. <laughs> it's like, what a loser. Um, yeah, that's right. horrible. That is horrible. Okay, so then uh, the next little bit of news here I got is uh, New England Patriots coach Ron Meyer argued in 1984 that emotion is overrated in football. There was a lot of emotion at the Alamo, said Meyer, and no one survived. Just a really weird, 
gets a really dumb and then the and then the very next year they go to the super bowl against the the bears and get their butts kicked i'm sure they had some emotion there Mm -hmm. yeah the 85 bears were Uh, yeah (laughs) were quite the team that defense was just deliciously strong yes all right so what uh, what football news do you guys got going on out there right now uh, just, I, I saw that, uh, you know, kind of apropos that, uh, you know, Stafford is looking, supposed to be looking pretty good at camp outside uh, of his elbow issues. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like his, his elbow held his tendonitis seems to be staying in check and he seems to be throwing pretty good. Uh, and then that they were also saying the same thing about Burroughs after his surgery. Um, yeah. He's been doing sprints. Yeah. Well, he's been, he's been in full practices this yeah. week. And he's like throwing back like he was midseason last year. So um, both of them are supposed to be looking pretty good. So you know you're getting some of these some of these quarterbacks that were had really good years last year, staying mm-hmm. right on par where they were at. You know it could it's be a nice very to interesting be consistent. season. Yeah, yeah, we want to see some consistency. Yeah. Um, of note, New England running back James White has retired from football. Yeah, which is. Good and, and, and good and bad. Uh, good for fantasy because it now opens the door for Ramondi Stevenson to kind of step up and be a bit more uh, effective and without having to worry about him uh, battling with James James White. Uh, and it's also kind of sad because James White was actually a really good football player, so it's kind of tough for the team to lose lose their uh, their MVP pa- uh, pass catcher. Yeah. Um, speaking of losing a player, Antonio Gibson. Johnny, do you want to do you want to share any thoughts or feelings about Antonio Gibson? Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's um, the coach coach trying to motivate him. Is it that that offseason hype? You get it every year where where the, the guy they just drafted is it a takeover? He's all the hype, and then the first game starts and that guy disappears. So we all know Gibson has a fumbling issue. Oh yeah, like dude, you've been around long enough. Fix it. Yeah, yeah, but but. He's good, man. I mean, he's he clips a thousand yards, all purpose yards the last two years. He's been what a top fifteen back. Yeah. I mean, he's he's dynamic. He we all know he was a wide receiver and then uh changed to the running back position. So yeah, I mean, two years though, you, you should get it by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think you so, would have done some kind of off season like coaching or personal like development where you would have worked on that. Your your second carry in the preseason game, you fumble, and now you're relegated to uh, second and third string, even special teams. And I yeah. I read something about the special teams thing. Um, yeah, what he was assigned to do is to help him with his pass blocking. So, okay, well, if if it's helping him in his development, it's great. It's just it is worrisome as a fantasy owner because I own him. I I traded him from you. Yeah, not him from you. Just the end of last season, thinking like, okay, I'm gonna take a gamble on on Gibson and, and see where this can go. And I'm not even sure if I got Brian oh, Brian Robinson in this league. I know I grabbed Brian Robinson in a couple leagues, but I don't think I have him in this league, and that's that's concerning because that could well, be a massive hole. I think I think you have yeah. if you own Antonio Gibson, you need to go and get your hand on Brian Robinson. But I oh, think he'll bounce back. But Brian Robinson is so expensive right now. 
Yes, because yeah. there's a lot of hype. He's getting like this is a guy you might have to spend a, a first to a to an early second just to try and get. Yeah, it's a risk. It is a risk. Like that's unfortunately, really, like like you said, Donnie, you know, thousand yards. Last couple of years each. Mm-hmm. You no, know, do, do you really think the coach is going to say, "Oh, no, 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 you're not going to." You're not going to be our, our our guy. Just kind of take the rest of the preseason to work out your your hands. Yeah. Or um, I'm going to play the hot hand. I'm going to start you. You fumble. Brian Robinson gets the job, and it's his until he loses it. Yeah. That could be too. That could be yes. Yep. Like if you're um, a coach, you want to win football games. You're not worried about fantasy. So you're going to no, put the best correct. player on the field. Yes. And it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of these backfields are doing this now where it's not that Najee Harris, maybe Jonathan Taylor. Um, There's that Warren kid out there in, in the Steelers country that's rising up the uh, the hype train too. Well, he's looking good, and so is McFarland, yeah. man, the pass-catching back. And... Yeah. You just, yeah, you just can't ride a guy because the moment they go down, you got to have someone to back him up. Well, yeah. C- CMC is the act, the 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 poster boy for that you know that team every year he goes down that team starts to fall apart yeah you're right and they don't have a solid backup it was nice that they had chuba hubbard but he did not live up to he did not live up to what was needed to be done now they've got hassan haskins okay so another another guy like uh played for michigan but doesn't not that same play style no no. wasn't the pass catching he's more of a no i wasn't hassan haskins hassan haskins is in tennessee they Who did they get? They did draft somebody else. Yes. Dante Foreman. Yeah, I think it was Dante. They, Foreman. Oh, they picked up Dante Foreman. They picked up Dante Foreman. Right, because um, he was a uh, Houston. He got drafted by Houston, right? Yeah, Dante Foreman was a drafted by Houston. Blew his Achilles. Yes. Came back, took some time, had a couple runs in Tennessee last year. Did okay. So now it's him and uh, Chuba Hubbard. Oh, you're, you're, that's a Canadian boy. Yeah, uh, Dante Foreman has surpassed Chuba Hubbard on the death chart. Yeah, but if if you think about like even where Chuba Hubbard was drafted, he was drafted in the lower rounds. He was. He was. He was not drafted in the first couple. I don't yeah. think anybody really expected him to be. You know, oh, if CMC goes down, he's going to be a top ten running back. No, I don't no. think anybody expected that. He doesn't have that pass catching. But, but that job. whole team, that whole team, just folds like a, a house of cards mm-hmm. when that one guy goes down and j- to go to uh, to reiterate what Donnie is saying you know like teams are afraid of that so they will run the 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 two or three back uh backfield um to cover their all their bases right <clears throat> you have your pass catching guy now who may only see third downs you have your between the 20 yard the between the 20s guy Who's got your speed and got your breakout, and then you got your big back who's gonna uh, be your red zone guy, right? So you know a lot of teams are starting to starting to spread it out, mm-hmm. and from a from a fantasy standpoint, it's like okay, who do I start? Who's gonna get me the points? So it can become frustrating, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Because the, the the one guy could get you three touchdowns in a game and only ten yards, but yeah. the other guy runs for 150, but no touchdowns. Yeah. So it's catches it, a bunch of passes, right? So yeah, like it becomes like, so frustrating. Like, who do you start? 
if I'm an NFL team, I want to have the Cleveland backfield. I want my Nick Chubb and I want my Kareem Hunt. I want yeah. those caliber players. And then I want my top notch quarterback with my big wideouts. Like it's it's a great combination to have. But if you're a have not team, you play with what you got. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It gets it gets messy. <laughs> it does. Um, all right. Uh who wrote the Aaron Rodgers news? Oh, that that's me. That's okay, me. Let, uh get your disses in. Little, little princess again. Oh, I don't like my young wide receivers. What you know what? Is that what he said? Yeah. They they don't live up to his standards. So they had to have a big meeting with all of the wide receivers and him to sort everything all out. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers, if you were supposed to be the leader of this team, step up and make these guys better. Wow. They shouldn't have to the, the, he should be able to teach them to okay, break off a route at this point and I'll get you the ball. Right? You're supposed to be the leader. Don't expect them to figure out you. You figure out them hmm. and work with them to make them better. This is a weird thing to do. You think that would cause like a bit of a rift or a barrier between you and your receivers if you're calling them out like this? Especially one week into, into the preseason, right? Like it's, I think he's more pissed off that they lost to San Francisco than anything else. But San Francisco is actually a really good team. Yeah, but his ego... Right. right, he thinks well, they should be winning every single game. The only thing I saw about Aaron Rodgers is that he now has a mini bust of Nicolas Cage in his locker. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that, that too. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I, you know what? You the more that you're starting to hear of stuff like that, is he going to become a distraction for the Packers this year and cause problems when he's pulling off stunts like this and? You know, I'm I'm fine making with the spotlight the of just to, about him. Well, he, he I get it. He is a diva, and he loves the attention. Uh, calling out your receivers, don't respect that. Like you can go have a conversation with them and work that out on your own. You don't need to. You don't need to act like that if that's what he did. Uh, yeah. The uh, the mini bust of Nicolas Cage, I do find that humorous, considering he that whole how he showed up at camp and the and yes. the wife beard and the long hair like the like whole con air look like that's that's funny like to me that's cheeky do those kinds of things because that's 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 positive press that's not negative yeah. press yeah all right um any other any football other football news you guys you guys want to share donnie you good i'm good all right andrew no that was about all i saw this week all so. right well there's not much happening in the league I did. I did share that story with you guys about the uh, uh, guy dropping um, Kadarius Tony for Rashad Higgins, and yeah. when I pointed it out in uh, in the group chat, several other players guys didn't notice that that happened, and the original player said, "Yeah, that was a mistake. I thought it was like this player. This is who I intended on dropping." And he's <laughs> like, "Just a bad click on my part," but he's like, "Whatever. I understand it. I accept my my mistake." And that's when it, the little conversation started about, hey, can we institute fab so everyone has a shot at like picking this guy up? And yeah. uh, the uh, the league manager who took over as league manager this year because the previous he who should not be named was league manager and got ousted, and now he this guy's taking it over and he says, no, I'm not making any changes. We've been through enough this year. We're just going to leave it as it is, and uh, we're not doing fab. 
all the previous years we've always been waiver priority. We're not we're not switching it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, can we fix this situation? Because that's a ridiculous drop, and it's it's not really a fair balance for someone who has like good waiver priority. Yeah. I would have good positioning had I not two weeks prior uh, swapped out a, a tight end for another tight end, right? Which dropped me to the bottom of the list. And this guy is now behind me by one spot because he just made this transaction, right? It's like, yeah. I truly do not like waiver priority. It is not an effective method. It's, it's annoying, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and in that conversation, that's when it was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, if everybody's cool with it, I'm fine to put it back. The guy put it back. So he had, he has Kadarius Tony again and he dropped like, I can't even remember the kid's name that he dropped. It was like, Hey, that makes more sense that you were dropping a no name player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, it's, it's happened to probably to everybody where oh geez, I meant to click on that guy and yep. I clicked on the wrong guy. And, but that's where you go to the commissioner right away and say, Oh geez, I made this, mm-hmm. I made a mistake. Yeah. Can you can you reverse it? And most decent commissioners would. Yeah. Um, just guys that are kind of shady might not. I'll I'll have to think about it. <laughs> think about it. I was like, no, no, no. I've got enough fab. I'll buy that guy. That's okay. Yeah. Like, depends. What's, where's my waiver priority at? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dep- depends That's on which it. which which player it is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the player who had the best waiver priority is the guy I did not want to see pick up Kadarius uh, Tony. Uh, of course. So it's like, all right, well, I'm 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 not okay with this. I'm gonna say something. Let's oh, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh that's it for the appetizer. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes today, boys. Excellent. Today we are breaking down. Just double checking the NFC West. And for those at home that are following along, the NFC West are your Arizona Cardinals, your Los Angeles Rams, your San Francisco 49ers, and your Seattle Seahawks. So how did the uh, how did this division shape up last year, you might ask? Well, let me tell you, this division has been a strong division for what, a decade? Yep. There there has been three of the four teams made the playoffs last year. Which is incredible. And I honestly yeah. suspect, based upon what I'm seeing, our predictions here, that's probably going to happen again. So last year, the Rams, Super Bowl champions. They went 12-5. and five. Ooh. <laughs> You're only saying that because they beat your Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yes. Otherwise, it was actually kind of fun to watch them win, especially yes. as a Stafford fan. And I'm sitting here in my Matt Stafford Super Bowl uh, championship sweater that Andrew you won for me if you recall yes. as I won the Joe Burrow jersey for you yes oh yeah it was super <laughs> sweet uh then the uh coming in second last year was the Arizona Cardinals now that's this is a team I do uh I'm hoping we get a little bit more time to talk about today because they started uh 7-0 and then their yes. quarterback went down and the team struggled mightily and then but they, you know what they, that's that's kind of their MO for a few years is mm-hmm. to have a second half slump. But they've got a backup quarterback. And yes. we'll, we'll talk about him in a sec in a little bit. Yep. Um 49ers went 10 and 7. And to me, they're a better team, but that's a team that just they lose games because they get too injured. And they're already yeah. injured. Like it's it's still preseason training camp, and their their guys are dropping like flies. Uh, so that's a team. If they stay healthy, they could do really good. And the Seattle Seahawks went seven and ten, and I think that's about to fall off a cliff. But that's that's how that division 
division closed up. Yep. So let's talk about the teams and how they're going to do, and then we'll circle back and predict this year's finishes. Uh, let's start with the, the champions, the, the Los Angeles Rams. Donnie, this is your team. This is your boys. Uh, quarterback, do you have any issues with Matt Stafford this year outside of his elbow? No, I, I love him, dude. And we got two backups that are that, that are capable. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Is this a one-two punch, like a 1A, 1B? Or is this – who's going to be the guy? Who are you confident in? It's, it's going to be Cam Akers, man. Um, Sean McVay, he, he likes to favor one guy. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he gets off it a little bit and kind of splits the workload. Because both these guys have a little bit of injury problems, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're both dealing with the soft tissue injuries at the moment. So it'll, it'll be interesting. And then the, the kid they drafted, uh, Williams. Kyron he, uh, Williams, yeah. Yeah, he already broke his foot. He's he's practicing again. So it, it was just a small bone. So okay. it'll be interesting to see how they shake out. All right. Now, I liked Kyron Williams. I was hoping he would have been given a bit more draft capital didn't happen and then landing into a spot where he's definitely does not have a clear path to success that to get some starting starting work but if cam makers and daryl henderson both go down they're gonna have to rely on him yeah okay uh andrew any comments about uh, your your feelings about cam makers and daryl henderson you know they're i think mcveigh would be best suited to like just ride the hot the hot hand kind of like we were talking about um the other gentleman earlier um just if a guy's hot stay with him stay with him stay with him stay with him not till he gets hurt or to, like like don't ride him into the ground but you know it's very rare that both guys are going to be hot in the same game start off early who's hot you know get the first two or three first four series See who, see which guy is going to be hot that game, and just let him go. Open up the reins, and so that you're not staying consistently with one guy necessarily, unless that guy mm-hmm. gets really hot for a long, for you know, four or five games in a row. But at, at least this way, maybe it spells them off. Yeah, um, I do, I do like the fresh. idea of of not riding just one guy, but you know. Getting somebody in. So if somebody's hot and like it's Cam Makers is the lead guy and that's who they want to lead with, but they they got to work in uh, Daryl Henderson to give Cam Makers a bit of a yeah. break. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I'm not saying that you know give Cam Akers you know 35 touches a game, but you know if he's the hot hand, give him you know 20 to 25, and then give, give Daryl Henderson the majority the other of the 10. work. Yeah. 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 Um, it also makes yeah. it difficult for other teams to scheme when they don't know who the starting running back is going to be. Oh, ex- yeah. it, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And okay. both are really good uh, pass catchers too, man. So yeah, yes. they're great out of the backfield. See, and and that's the that's the rub with these two is they're all purpose backs, right? Like, yeah. You don't you don't have like uh like in, like you said Nick earlier Chubb versus in Kareem Cleveland, Hunt, yeah. yeah, right. You know you got uh, you got Chubb that is the the guy that's gonna break you between the twenties, and then Hunt in the in the red zone. Um, but these both of these guys. They could play all three downs if they needed to, but you know, like you said, Mike, how do you scheme? Who's gonna Who's gonna be the pass catching guy? Who's gonna be the running guy? You, you know? don't know because if if you if one of them's in on third down, you know that they can do either. They can that block, or even they can they can catch and they can run. Yeah, I, you know they could even get 
uh, fancy in the backfield and have both of them on the field at the same time. Oh yeah. So there's there's options like this this offense, yes. which is why they're Super Bowl champions, is not yes. a one dimensional offense. They have to me they have three dimensions. You got a passing game, you got a running game, and you you've got the a quarterback that can make stuff happen. Yeah. So. You know, uh, and, let's and, about- and for me, yes. Your, you know, for me, Mike, it's, and I know this, you were going right to this next, but mm-hmm. to, for me, it's even more exciting for the receivers than yep. the, than the running game. Um, that, uh, you know, they're very consistent and, um, you know, picking up Ro- Allen Robinson in the off season. Um, really, I think that really, really helped them. He could, he, to me, you know, he could be swapped out with Henderson as a number one, even. Um, you know, they, they sorry, both what? got the experience. A cup? Or, sorry, cup. Sorry, cup. cup. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't see Allen Robinson surpassing Cooper Cup. I think the chemistry between him and Stafford is just too tight. Um, yeah. I can yeah. see Robinson. If Robinson reclaims his former glory, and he lost it, obviously, for whatever reason in Chicago, whether that was him, whether that was the team, or whether it was like chemistry or whatever the reason was, we know Al, what Allen Robinson can do. And we know he can do it with crappy quarterbacks. So if he if he forms any kind of relationship with Matt Stafford and he fills in that uh, Robert Woods role, the uh, the OBJ role, I think he's going to do really well because I think he's a talented yeah. receiver. And then Van Jefferson still is no slouch. Like he's still a good he's a good wide receiver three. I, I, I think he's just being buried on the depth chart to, to really succeed. Well, Van had a quiet 800 yards last season. Uh, he, he's yeah. a good deep threat. And yeah, I think Alvin Robinson, he was a number one. He was the guy on the other teams. Now mm-hmm. he's playing second fiddle and he's, he's no slouch. He's going to be a great, great second. Yeah. Fiddle, dude. Yeah. It could be, it could be absolutely fantastic. So if Matt Stafford overcomes his tendonitis, whatever that baseball style injury, similar to what Ben Roethlisberger had, if he if that's if that's a non-factor, I can't see this team not being a superpower when it comes to their offense. Yep. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk rookies. Uh, they have running back Kyron Williams, which we mentioned, and then Lance McCutcheon. Didn't he have like a crazy long bomb touchdown in preseason? Yeah. I believe it's a 63-yard uh, touchdown. I watched that whole game, man. That was a fun game. It was a came down to the wire. And McCutcheon had two touchdowns. One was off a great route. The other one, a great t- t- contested catch. And then uh, conversion. Okay. So he hit pay dirt was three that from, times. Who was that from? Who was the quarterback to pass from? Was it, it was after it was, or was it a backup? It was uh, Perkins. So the Rams, they played Perkins. Okay. He's a third-string quarterback. But uh, he's the fan favorite. He's he got legs, man. He can run. So the the okay. fans are pushing for him to be the number two, right? But the number two is John Walford, and uh, mm. he's just more clutch, more not more clutch, but more experienced, more uh, you're yeah. the same kind of style as Stafford, I guess. You don't have to change the game plan. Yeah. So this Friday yeah. it will be what the Rams are going to do. They're going to play uh, Wolford the first half, and then Perkins the second. Just to, they'll give them each okay. one half and uh, see how it goes against the Houston Texans. Okay. So Stafford doesn't even get in for a series. This oh no, he won't. No, but what Sean McVay does, he won't. He won't play any starters during the preseason at all. Mm-hmm. Playing the, the guys that are uh, trying to earn a role, trying to earn a spot. He's thinking about cutting down, man, to get to that fifty-three man yeah. roster. 
Okay. So and, and that and he don't want he don't want to risk injuries, dude. You put Stafford in and he goes down hard and hurts that elbow or something, dude. It's, it's that could that could match your season. Yeah. Which I mean, and then you got to think it kind of the Rams kind of start off a little slow, and they have a tough matchup with Buffalo the first they, week. So they do have a very tough schedule. When I when I went through it. I realize this is a team that has a high-powered offense and has a very strong defense. Granted, I noticed uh, the notes here. Uh, they lost Von Miller. That was yep. He was in a vital part of, of that defense. But I think the defense is still strong, but they're also going to have one of the toughest schedules in football. Yes. They're in one of the toughest divisions in football. Yep. Um, yeah, this is cool. a team that needs depth to survive. And you know what's going to help that defense is uh, Mr. Wagner, man. He's he's uh, people aren't really talking about him too much, but he's he's to be their play caller. Yeah, that uh, middle linebacker. He's he's to do some damage, and then uh, right. to replace Von Miller, there's uh, two younger guys. I believe they were drafted last year, Hollins and Lewis. They they were solid, but they have injury concerns. They were both hurt quite a bit last year. So if they can stay healthy, those two are the alternating. If they can just stay healthy, man, and then you got Leonard Floyd on the other side, that this good things can happen. Because yeah. they the defense was still middle of the pack. They gave up a lot of points last year, man. So they they didn't do as good as as uh, people crack them out to be. So I'm I'm hoping to see more improvement from them. Well, this they year. they played well in the playoffs. We saw what they yes. did in in the Super Bowl. Like that was yeah. They they tightened up then. They they did enough to to you know. Okay, yeah, sure. The our team can put up, you know, thirty points. We'll only allow the composition twenty-eight. When they needed to, when they needed to step up and 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 really clamp down on it, that's when they did. And like you said, Mike, in the playoffs, it it, it they shone in the yep. playoffs, right? They could, they they had a they had a really really good run. Well, I I really like the Rams' chances this year. So, uh, good luck to you, Donnie, and, and all of your fandom out there. Yeah, oh, thank you. All right, well, let's talk Arizona Cardinals, a team that started off so hot and then struggled towards the second half of the season. Now, before we talk about players, what do you guys attribute that to? Was it solely Kyler Murray, or was there something else going on with the team that why they struggled after coming out of the gate so hot? Um, You know what? I... I, uh... Like I had said earlier, it's just the last few years with them, that seems to kind of be their MO of the second half of the season. They 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 find ways to hurt themselves or to lose games. You know, like um, I was watching a podcast earlier and they were talking about Arizona and it's like, how did you lose to Green Bay? Right? Green Bay had their third string offense out there. And you end up losing to them. So it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where they they sometimes they get into their own their own heads or they get in their own way. Um, you know, I think this year they might struggle at the beginning of the year instead of the 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 second half because you know you got Hopkins out for six weeks. You know, he gets a little bit of an extra vacation time because of his extracurricular activities. Um, you know, so it it, it could be a reverse for them. They, they um, play the Chiefs. They play your Chiefs the first game too, which uh, yes. Mm-hmm. They don't have an easy uh, schedule either. No, no, no. Okay. Um, 
I honestly believe it's it's their system. It's not a sustainable long-term game plan. It's it's really fast tempo, it's really quick, it's high volume. And I don't think if you don't have the right personnel in place to support it, it's not sustainable. So when Kyler went down, they didn't have anybody in place to help run that system at QB. And then the rest of the pieces in place didn't know how to adjust, so they couldn't keep that momentum of what they were doing going. So this offense, as powerful as it is, is still, to me, somewhat one-dimensional because it rides solely on Kyler Murray because they don't have anybody else that can keep it driving. It's not a multifaceted offense. I like James Conner. I like the receiving core. But if you don't have a respectable running back, that not running back, quarterback that can run your system, then it becomes very difficult to challenge if it's so unique and somewhat um, so so geared towards the talent of a single player that it limits it limits your options. Now, said a keyword I, adjustments adjust. Yeah, that's what they need. They need Second to make adjustments. adjustments. Now, I'm I'm going to bring up another player here that they picked up. Trace McSorley. Do you guys recognize that name? Yeah. Who did no. he backfill for last year? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Lamar Jackson is a running passing quarterback. Trace McSorley jumped into that system and and filled in quite nicely. But I think I think one of the keys, and again, you know, Donnie made a, a really good point about, um, you know, making the adjustments. One of the adjustments I think maybe that they need to do, and this will help Kyler Murray, I think, in the long term, stop running the ball so much. Like, let okay. your progressions get through as long as they, the line can protect you, right? Right. Dump it off to a tight end. Dump it off to the guy in the slot instead of just automatically when you feel that pressure, mm-hmm. taking tr- just taking off and running, maybe come out of the pocket and throw a little dunk into the middle instead of trying to run every time. Right? That's that's you know, with I know his style is is to is a running quarterback, but you know, if you, you see it all over the place that those guys' careers don't always last too, too long if that's the style that they keep forever, right? Right. Um, okay, so back to Trace McSorley. You are you are right, Donnie. Trace McSorley was the third run, string running back for the Ravens, and I got him confused with Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley was the one who filled in rather admirably for Lamar Jackson. I think they didn't do anything. Well, now I'm not. Yeah, no, he didn't do anything. He's not. I'm not as confident anymore as I once was. So, like, I just don't think the system works without without Murray. So that essentially, that's the moral of my story: is the system doesn't work without Murray. So unless you have a backup quarterback like him, that's okay, man. Data data happens. Wi-Fi, are you hardwired? All right. That's okay. We'll get him back on as soon as he's yep. able to. All right. So Kyler Murray, uh, I love him as a quarterback. He's very talented. 
As long as he stays healthy, this team's going to be really, really good. Uh, James Conner, we saw him resurrect his career. Uh, They paid him some money. He doesn't have a lot of competition. You know, Benjamin's not really a threat. I don't think he's even going to. Uh, to me, he's a, he's also on the on the cusp of being a roster cut. I don't see him being a overly effective fantasy option, but that's kind of like their their number two guy right now. Yeah. Wide receiver core, really good core when they're on the field. Right now, they're not going to have everybody on the field. Correct. DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games. Yes. I like the comment that he's out there hanging out with uh, Lance Armstrong and Jose Canseco yes. on vacation. Well, the reason I say that, uh, the reason I say that, because it was PEDs, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he sees it on vacation doing that. Um, Marquise Brown. Which one? Sorry, who who was that, Donnie, that you mentioned? Jose Batista. There's probably a bunch oh. of baseball guys that follow oh, that I'm sure. category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Marquise uh, Brown is back at practice finally. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, he can get get the legs underneath him and get healthy and get going. Rondell Moore, I'm not sure I'm overly optimistic about him anymore, but again, uh, we'll see soon enough. I think if they give him some time in the preseason, uh, even Week One, and their matchup, we'll we'll see how things go if he's he's getting utilized yeah. or not. AJ Brown still on the team. What what do you guys think of AJ Brown? I don't is know. Is that just a roster clog? Roster clog. Uh, is he relevant anymore? I yeah. don't know. I I don't think he is. He had a couple games, but he wasn't reliable. Right? He's not the AJ Brown of old. He's now at that point where hey, look, I'm just I'm playing far beyond um my relevance and I'm I'm adding depth to this team. Cuz when I look at the depth chart right now, AJ Green is listed as their wide receiver four. I was going to say, like, make... is Brown ahead of Green, or is Green ahead of Brown now? Like, uh, right now, the are... depth the depth chart shows Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Javante Payton, and then AJ Green. Oh, I don't even know who Javante Payton is. He's a rookie, but that's what is he, he's listed as the wide receiver three, which doesn't make any sense. If anybody, it would be AJ Green to Rondell Moore. And then I, I don't even see Rondell Moore on on the depth chart. Oh, that could just be them hiding stuff for the for the pub, for the press, right? Just being too cheeky. Yep. All right. Um, Zach Ertz, Hi. I do like him as a tight end in this case. Ooh, that's a really neat feedback there. Yes. All right. So I yes. I like Zach Ertz. Oh, is that you, Donnie? Am I back? You back with us? You're back. Me... Okay, sounds like it. I'm back. Was it the AirPods? Okay. Yeah. Was it your it's... AirPods? Yeah, I went ahead and disconnected okay. and reconnected them. Okay. All right. So I like the receiving core here, uh, but to me, it's fragile. It's not. It's not super strong. I'm not as confident. Like they don't have. To me, there's not enough depth pieces. I think I can work with. Uh, to give them super confidence. Uh, I do like their tight end, Zach Ertz. I think he showed up really well. They also drafted Trey McBride, which tells me, okay, perfect. You guys want to utilize your tight end. You don't invest that kind of draft capital uh, into yes. a tight end unless you intend on using them. So get Zach Ertz on the field, pass him the ball, 
and then let him retire a year or two from now and let Trey McBride take over. This is going to be great. Then they drafted uh, running back Keitani Ingram, round six, pick 23, and he's fighting with Eno Benjamin for a roster spot. Cool. That's where things are at. I, I think this team is strong enough that they'll make the playoffs. I'm not sure how things are going to play out for winning the division, but they are still a really strong team. Two wins against the Seahawks, so that's a That does help. Yeah, I think everybody gets two wins against the Seahawks this year. You know what? Seahawks will surprise us and, and beat one of the Rams, the Niners. And the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Somebody said a, it's a game to them. Well, give them one out of six. Yeah. One out of okay. six. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? Any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. All right. Well, let's talk about the 49ers. They have officially moved over to Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer in the building. They haven't even given him a copy of the playbook. He's, he's not on any calls or in any meetings. He is away from the team. So, gee, this sounds like somebody else at San Francisco 49ers did this too. The guy that wouldn't stand for the for the anthem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh wow! Is that how that worked? <laughs> they kind of they they froze him out of everything and and didn't play him. You know, they didn't trade him. They didn't do anything. They just eventually just said, "Okay, go away." Is that what's going to happen here with Garoppolo? Is just another no. go away Kaepernick? No, they if they don't get a trade facilitated, they're cutting them and someone's picking them up. It's you know it's, it's the tough part for the trade though is money, money. He they owe yeah. him so much money. No one's going to take that debt, uh, but they will for a seventh rounder. Yeah, and that's that's just it. I don't see them getting any draft capital, like real no. draft capital, in exchange for Jimmy. But depending on the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco and how that plays out, because I haven't heard resolution on that yet. Um, when that happens, if that happens, uh, they might be in contention. Or the Seattle Seahawks might be sitting there going, we're going to go pick up Jimmy G for nothing when you guys cut him. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, they can get some of those secrets from him. <laughs> no. no secrets. No playbook. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the only way he is going to uh, climb in, in value mm-hmm. is if a team's number one guy goes down week one. I think could then, be gone before then a team one. will then a team will scramble to go get him. You know, if you think, uh, you think they keep him on the roster like up to week one, you don't think they cut him before then? We'll say this week uh-huh. somebody plays a starter in their preseason game on Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Say Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones goes down. You know, New yep. York might might want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, how they feel about Tyrod Taylor being the backup. Who's who's a solid backup? True. Something like that. It also kind of depends what do you think they want to do with their season. Yes. If, if they're thinking they're in contention, like I, if I'm in Cleveland, yeah, I'm thinking I'm in contention. I'm like, I'm fighting for this division. I'm going to the playoffs. I want to do well. Sure. I'd be willing to spend and try and get somebody like get a veteran like that to come in and come play for me. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking at my roster and I'm looking at how things are going. It's like, yeah, I'm not spending to get Jimmy G to come in and, and do something because i don't know if i want to be stuck with him yeah yeah you know an- sure. another team could be like you know um dallas you know sure if right he, like if, he, if he goes down again 
they may they may come looking or or um you know denver if wilson goes down you know week one or in the last game of the of the preseason they may come calling yeah right? i think teams like that that know that they're going to be they're going to be fighting this year yes. for a playoff spot yeah that i i would i would expect them to go after jimmy g even if their starter is only going to be gone for three or four weeks if you were in contention coming out of the gate you don't want to potentially lose those three or four games mm. having your backup in when there is that starter out there that could get you. I guess that's kind of, of the risk. <clears throat> in the case yeah. of like, if I'm, if I'm Cleveland, I know I'm going to be out six, six games plus. Yes. I'm going for Jimmy G. If I'm, Oh, if I'm uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I, I Jalen Hurts gets injured, but he's only out expected to be out say three weeks, and I can have him back by week four. I'm not I'm not going to spend to go get Jimmy G and add that cap hit. Well, Buccaneers, oh, Tom Brady slips Ooh. in the shower, breaks his hip. He's, he's old man. <laughs> that could happen. Okay. That's if, realistic. If, but that, that's a season engine injury. Yeah. He's not coming back. And in that case, yes, I'm going to get Jimmy, Jimmy G. G all the way. Jimmy G. Oh, the Jimmy G all the oh, way. Man. He'd love to come back and be be in the shadow of uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. Watch yeah. <laughs> them go to the Super Bowl and win it then. <laughs> uh, oh, Jimmy man. G could just go model somewhere, dude, and make just as much. Probably. He's okay. <laughs> Don't be too worried for Jimmy G. All right, well, let's yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about uh, Trey Lance. You guys, uh, you guys excited to see what Trey Lance is going to do this year? Yes, excited, but I there's going to be growing pains, man. He's yeah, he's still young. It's his first real he's season. Really he's young. Yeah, but the 49ers, they got a great running running offense, man. They run the ball. They so they can. Yep. I mean, look, they had Jimmy G as quarterback, and we all know, yeah, he's all right, but he's no nuts. The guy, you know, so Trey Lance is you got I Trey Lance to run the ball. Yeah, I, I fully expect them to be the masters of the run this season. They've got enough depth at their running position that they're going to be able to play them all because they're all going to get injured at some point. Yeah, yeah. we know well, that everybody's going to get hurt. They have five guys with hamstrings, uh, yes. right now. Elijah Mitchell might not be back for week one. Uh, Jeff Wilson is running well. Trey Sermon is getting praise. I Ray thought this Sam. guy was like dead to rights. Like he was the third round draft pick from last year that got surpassed by Eli Mitchell and yeah. got put in the doghouse. And now he's like, yeah, no, this guy's doing amazing. He's making all the right moves. He's, he's, he's doing what his coaches are telling him to do. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I thought he was dead and gone, but no, he might actually get some playing time. Well, that's, still, that's maybe what he needed was to get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what maybe what he needed was to have a crappy year. And the coach to say, "Look, you're you're on the you're on the hot seat to even make the team," and maybe well, that's I'm, that wake up call. If I'm Trey Sermon, I'm just like, "No, I'm not." Like you guys need depth because that yeah. that practice field is cursed, <laughs> and we're all going to get hurt, yeah, and you're going to need me. So don't don't give me that trash talk. <laughs> this is yeah. his year, man. Trey Sermon, this buy him year. right now. <laughs> Go for a bag of peanuts, boys, because yeah. he's going to be hot. Yep. Uh, so the receiving core, Debo Samuel signed his big deal. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is hopefully going to be something this year. Um, oddly enough, he's not even uh, he's not even listed as being associated to the 49ers, according to Sleeper. Sleeper's oh. like written him off. 
Yeah, there's a couple teams that do that on their depth chart. Well, they'll they'll put the guys battling for position up ahead, and the clear cut guys kind of just off the depth chart. Man, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. I've noticed that. Well, maybe Brandon Ayuk is suffering from that as well. And then they got George Kittle, who again still great tight end, but yeah, injury prone, which is just the 49ers mo. No, the wide now, receiver three is an interesting battle. I I have a suggestion for their wide receiver three. Rookie round three pick, Danny Gray. Have he you had seen that his long touchdown? He had that long he touchdown. Did. Yeah. He didn't have just that. Go 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 YouTube. Go Google search Danny Gray highlights. Okay. The kid has actually done some really sweet catches. He's got some moves. Now, granted, like he doesn't come from an overly big school, doesn't doesn't come with a, a prolific profile, but the, they they took him in the third round, which means they're going to give him an opportunity. He's not oh, he's sure. not completely written off. Yeah, it's Danny Gray. And oddly enough, I took a shot on him in in our draft and drafted him in like the fifth round. So this kid's out of SMU. He's six foot two, two hundred pounds. Solid frame. Yeah, like so he he is what I look for in a receiver. He's big, he's strong. Uh but you can't just write a guy off because he came from a nowhere school. Look at Jerry Rice no. coming out of Grambling. Um and you know, arguably one of the best receivers of all time. Well, the best and, receiver of all time. You know, it came out of came out of obscurity. Yep. Uh, so you know, it's just just because it he came happen. out of somewhere that might not be a, a super flashy team, and and sure. you know, get oh, all the hype. Agree. Yeah, which is why I think this kid's going to end up as their wide receiver three. I think he's going to show up enough to to take that spot, or at least battle for it. And by the end of the season, it's going to be his. I don't know. I just I just had this weird feeling when watching his highlights because at this point, like I didn't really know who he was, and then I said, "Oh, okay, well, let's check out his touchdown. Oh, that's actually pretty good." Let's go see what else he's done. Oh, wow. I like the way he moves. Yeah, I think I, it'll be him just, and uh, Ray Ray Cloud uh, going back and forth. Yeah, I can okay. see that. Ray Ray's got that special teams kick returner role. Locked yeah, up. exactly. So he'll yeah. team. So he'll he'll be there for sure. He'll be there. All right. Um, any other notes or comments you guys want to make regarding the wonderful 49ers? We did miss the uh, running back Tyrion Davis Price drafted also in round three, pick 29. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a. I think he, he's doing well. Like, he's not yeah. terrible. He's not having a super highlight reel, but he's also on a depth chart where they use all of their running backs. Yes. So I imagine he's going to get some of that, that playing time. Yeah. And like you brought and, up you earlier, know what, the I, injuries. The injuries will, will yeah. happen. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think with, with the 49ers, um, you know, if Trey Lance gets into a groove and um, kind of gets a little bit consistent, they could go on a tear and um, yeah. really dominate a lot of teams that – or surprise a lot of teams that um, – uh, and steal some wins. I think their defense is also really well, like really good. So if their defense is hot and they have both a multidimensional offense that's high powered, granted their biggest knock is the fact that they, they have to 
battle through injuries more often than not. And that's yeah, that's the frustrating part with me and the 49ers. If this is a team that doesn't have that weird injury bug that's been plaguing them, dude, this team is is gonna be at the Super Bowl winning this division. It's that's the tough part. Yeah, like well, again, you look at they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, right? Like, like, like this is—it's a the, really good team. Yes, yes, and, and it's it, uh, you know, you're right. It, it, when the injuries hit them, if it if it if it's one here, one there, might not affect them too much. But if they get a whole bunch at the same time, like you said, uh, how many guys are hurt right now? Of the running backs. Um, Donnie, you said like four or five guys right now. Well, not not just running backs. They're uh, just like all around. They have five the guys with with ham hamstring injuries. Yeah, which which can linger on for for quite a while. Like your, the hamstring oh. stuff could. Oh yeah, could a, a really couple of them are. Wrong. A couple of them are expected to uh, miss the first. So we'll we'll see wow. how that goes. How it shapes up. Yeah, and then Mike, you brought up defense, man. Uh, actually. All, all four of these teams in this division were top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Were in the top rankings last year. When you yep. look at the uh, stats, so it's well, a, when you're playing high powered offense, you got to you got to build good defense. Like it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yes, I think the only weak team in here is the Seahawks. I don't think they have enough scoring power uh, to no, overcome rebuild. the rebuild Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and that ends the show, guys. <laughs> No, that's not it. No, we still got to talk about the Seahawks. We can't just Sorry, Corey. we can't do dirty birds like that. <laughs> no, we want to get our we want to dump our disses where we need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well let's. Uh, interesting note about uh, the Seahawks quarterback battle with uh, we all yes. saw Locke came down with COVID. So uh, Geno Smith has this is his time to to pull ahead, man. Yeah, I, I I honestly think it's he already had pulled ahead. He performed admirably last year, filling in for Russell Wilson. He did, and I don't think Drew Locke has anything to show uh, for a camp battle. I don't think he could he could beat Geno Smith for this job. I don't think I, I just don't honestly think he can do it. Do you think they're just doing the, they're just saying all this to save face? Sure, they're they're trying. Like he's younger, right? I think. I think they looked at him and said, "Okay, well, hey, you led, you led the Broncos. Not well, but maybe we can we can get something out of you, or maybe you suck just enough that we can play you to get a better draft pick." True. True. Whereas Geno Smith, to me, is Geno Smith. Excuse me. Knows exactly what he's capable of. He fits into the system. He knows the system. He knows the players. If you're trying to win games to stay relevant, you play Geno Smith. If you're playing games to get a better draft position, you play Drew Locke. Yeah. I, can see I that. would agree with that. That's that's my take. So here we are. Geno Smith, Drew Locke. I think it's I think Geno Smith is the better quarterback. I think they play Drew Locke just because they're, they're not looking they're not they're, looking. they're gonna they're gonna be a top five pick. Next year in the draft, yeah, I, I think yeah. because they're they are a good team, ish, compared to some of the other teams that are at the bottom trying to trying to fight for that first overall. I don't, I can't see them being top three. I can see no. them ending up fourth or fifth. Yeah, 
they'll lose just enough to get into that top five. But you're right. I, they'll they're they're too they're too good of a team mm-hmm. to lose out that right. many games. And I don't think their fan base will put up with it. Oh, that chalk no. man step it up this year. Yeah, <laughs> they got a lot get of work that. to do. They're so gonna get have, that flag a little bit higher. Let's have a look at what they've done so far. Because if you if if you look at their roster, it's a nice looking roster outside of the quarterback. So they're they're running with Rashad Penny, who right. showed up and actually performed to his first round draft capital. Granted, it's a little late to the party, but yeah. he did it. And now with their rookie running back, they drafted in the second round Kenneth Walker out with like a hernia. He apparently had surgery today for something. The hernia. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he had surgery. He's going to be out a few weeks, which tells me, okay, great. That means you're going to scheme Rashad Penny in. Great. I own him in a few places. I'm, I'm not as worried about Kenneth Walker. Is it Kenneth Walker's team going forward? Yes, obviously. Yeah, but sure. I think Penny, Penny is going to at least service them in the first, first few weeks. Look at their wide receiver core. DK Metcalf, probably one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. But he can't work with trash. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I think Tyler Lockett can work with anybody. I think he's he's a quarterback-proof receiver. He works better when he has a connection and he has a good quarterback. But I think just given what we've seen and how he's played with Geno Smith, um, oh, I forget the other guy's name. Like He, he still is able to put up stats. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll find a way to get himself open sure. and get, get his share. But I, I like the receiving core. Then they also ended up with uh, tight end Noah Fant. Great tight end, great pass catching tight end. I, I I like the kid. He's no T.J. Hawkinson, but he's he's a good tight end. So to me, what I'm seeing on the roster and what they've done is they're they're getting some youth, they're getting some talent, looking at some people with some potential upside, and they're going to try and rebuild this thing going forward. They also drafted wide receiver uh, Bo Melton in round seven. And wide receiver Drake Young in round seven. Well, they added some firepower too to that wide receiver core. I don't know if you guys saw that. I just saw you type that in. What does that mean? What did they say? A white side man. Oh, jeez, right. They traded away that uh, guy they were going to cut for another wide receiver that was getting cut. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen, man. It's my sleeper. Right. Right. Uh, You're going to go. Him and Gino Smith, go they, pick like, up? they went to high school together. Yeah, they went to high school together. They oh. uh, used to play uh, Madden together and all this. Look it up. Look it up. I'm sure it's it's true. Okay. Hey, you know what? <laughs> are, are, are you are you going to buy all his shares? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I made all this up, but well, he'll probably get cut next week. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. Let him try. Let him try. Maybe he'll make the team. Who knows? Uh, it's, to to me, this isn't a team that's that's looking to too hot with regards to how they're going to perform this year. Um, I think they'll hang tough and they'll be tough in some matchups. And depending on who's starting at QB is going to tell you what the, what the game plan is. Yeah. If it's Geno Smith, they want to get that win. If it's Drew Locke, man, just, just bench your, uh, bench your Seattle Seahawks players. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, one of the comments that I even wrote down there, you know, it's tough to have a winning record. When you lose to everybody else in your division, yeah, yeah. like I, uh, I, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for these guys every yeah. every matchup. Even when I looked at their schedule to see, like, okay, who are you playing and who could you beat? And I was like, well, 
you guys are in you guys they're in a tough they're in a tough division yes they're also going to be playing some extremely tough teams that have winning records from last year yeah so um i i'm i'm not favoring the seattle seahawks i don't like their situation and i don't know them well enough to know exactly what their game plans are i can totally see that the the texans are in rebuild mode i can see that the atlanta falcons are in rebuild mode you you can kind of see those teams are like hey look like we suck we know we're gonna suck and we're just gonna ride this out and, and start building for next year the seahawks are like you guys look okay if you had a quarterback but you don't yeah. so and i i, I, don't I think they're holding play. on to that glimmer of hope that, pistol pete wants to win man yes yes I, I but i don't i don't think pistol pete lasts the season i um, hope not i think i think they need to make if you're going to yeah. go for a rebuild you need to bring a new coaching in everything just yeah. he's the line, he's mm-hmm. he is too old school now um yeah. and i don't think he's I don't think he has it in him to go through a rebuild. No. Um, so I, you know, if they do, like you said, Mike, you know, if they throw in Drew Locke, watch watch Carroll be gone by midseason. You know, if they throw in Geno Smith, then they they're thinking I got a glimmer of hope, and but, and you know, they're fighting I, to I hurt mean, them. Yeah. But I I don't think that they'll get just fired, Pete Carroll. They'll. They, he, he's done a lot for the organization. I yeah. let him write out the year, and then uh, you know, and then like, hey, we, to be the running we ran our course. Yeah, we we ran the course. Would have would have let you go, man. Thank you very hey, much. We'll, we'll move you inside. We'll we'll give you a position inside the organization. Yeah, doing something. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, like yeah, he could be a special advisor to, you know, the the recruitment team or 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 something. Yeah. Um, you know, um. Uh, do you think really like I don't know if they that they should really even like keep for the whole year like just if you're yeah if if you're gonna cut them cut them loose early and bring in that other coach and see what see what a, a new coach's mentality does with the rest of the up, team up, up for yeah, the end the, of the season yeah if you're the, going the into fan base the team, you build the fan base yeah, exactly. he's not not like he's like Adam Gates you know where he's just just a horrible coach. He's he's solid, and like I said, he's, yeah. he's done a lot. He's won them Super Bowls. Uh, plural, right? They won a mm-hmm. couple with them. If so. you want to be disrespectful, sure, yeah. you cut him before the end of the season. But I don't think look. I don't see the organization. I don't I don't think they hate Pete Carroll. I think it was like, all right, well, you know what? We're gonna give it this season, and, and we're just gonna ride this out. Pete, take us to take us to the end of the season. This is unfortunately this is how things are gonna go. Do your best. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the season, it's like, all right, well, we're, we're letting you go. We're going to go find somebody else. We're going to rebuild this thing. We're going to use whatever assets we've got to to go. Okay. Now, that said, let's go back and, and rehash out how we think the season's going to shape up. Uh, last year, the Rams went 12-5. and five. They won the Super Bowl, which means they're going to have one, if not the toughest, schedule to face this season. Looking at their schedule knowing what I think they could do, barring injuries, um, I think they go 12-5 and five again. Donnie, 12-5. and five. Andrew? Yeah. I got him at 11-6. 11-6, okay. Yeah. Cardinals, last year 11-6. Again, also a really tough schedule. Not a, not a lot of, like weaker teams, they're all teams that are all playoff contenders from last year. 
I have them going 10 and seven because I just, I think they're too, they're not as multidimensional on their offense as, as they should be, but I'm still giving them 10 and seven. 11 and six here. 11 and six. Okay. I with you, Mike. I'm uh, I'm at ten and seven with them. Ten and seven. All right. Forty Niners. Now, I Little like asterisks there. I'm gonna explain that in a second because I have them going twelve and five oh. with an asterisk. No. My asterisk is injury based. Mm-hmm. I don't have them winning the division. I have the Rams as the clear winners, but if it comes to a tie, I do have the Rams winning the division over the uh, 49ers. But I can see the 49ers going 12 and 5 this year. If Lance hits, and even if he doesn't hit as a rookie quarterback with his mobility, much like how Lamar Jackson ran the ball the way he did and teams just like had a tough time adjusting, this is the team that runs the ball well without a quarterback running. So if you got a quarterback that runs, a wide receiver that runs, and running backs that run, and they can pass the ball when they need to effectively, I think this team is going to do very, very well. And their defense, I think, is super solid. It's the injury risk that concerns me the most. If George Kittle goes down and Debo goes down and you're onto Jeff Wilson as your running back, it's like, okay, well, maybe they're, they're, they're not as high-powered it's the it's the injury depth that concerns me, much like I think the Cardinals do, but I just I like the 49ers situation much better. So that's what the asterisk is. They don't win the division, but they do make a playoff. Donnie, what you got? See, I, I think Lance, as good as everybody um believes he is, I think he's gonna have growing pains, man. This is his first full season. Yep. I have him uh losing a, a couple games. So I'm going ten and seven. Still good, seven, still okay. solid. Do you think it's because uh, he it, he he turns over the ball from passing mistakes? I think it's passing mistakes, and like you said, run. They they run the ball a lot. I mean, teams didn't know that, man. They got a running quarterback. Yeah. So it's it's really to be in his in his arm, man. Can he make those those clutch throws? Can he make the right decisions, or is he to make a mistake? And I think he's going to make a few mistakes along the way. Do you think the running game is strong enough if he can't throw? If the passing game isn't as strong, do you think they have a strong enough running game to overcome? Well, I, I do. That's why I have him at 10 and 7. Okay. Uh, if, if I didn't, if, I would have him a bit lower than that. Lower? Okay. All right. Uh, Andrew, what do you got? Um, I have him at 10 and 7 as well. Okay. Um, and I actually have that tiebreaker going – between them and the Cardinals going to the 49ers. Okay. So I have the, so I have the 49ers as a, as a number two in the division. Um, and I agree with you, Donnie, that, you know, there might be a game or two that they should have won, but they didn't because of, of, of him. And in my opinion is where it's going to hurt them is, and I said the same thing about Kyler Murray earlier if they can rein in that running where he doesn't need to, don't just automatically panic and take off and, and run with the ball. Cause that might end up hurting you. Um, you know, make sure you go through your, your progressions your and your checkoffs. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's okay to dump it off for, for five or six yards as opposed to just 
dropping, you know, tucking it in and dropping your head and only getting three and not getting the first down. Well, yeah, and right? then you, that that in, the injury risk goes way up, man, yes. if you're running all the time. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I think if they can if they can rein that in with him, or if he makes those smart decisions with the mm-hmm. the checkoffs and just dunking it down or even throwing it away when he needs to, because um, sometimes that's better than taking the the hit. Um, I think you know their their ceiling is a little bit higher. That you know, like I don't see them taking the division, but I do see them finishing potentially second in the division and making okay. the playoffs again. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Seahawks. Ooh. I got them going four and thirteen, which does put them into that top five contention. Donnie, I'm a little high on them. I have them at five and twelve. Is that because the, you think they get one win out of the division? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, I different. Think they I don't have them winning any in the division. So, and I'm, I I'm, I'm with Donnie. I'm with Donnie at five and twelve, but I don't think they get a win in the division. I think they steal a game. They upset somebody late, late at the season. Late in the season, they'll steal a game, kind of like you know, like the Lions did last year, where at the, toward the end of the season, maybe mm-hmm. they start to see a little bit of glimmer of hope, and hey, they they come together as a team and and steal one or two games there at the end of the year. See, I can see them beating the 49ers. What we I think they're playing fourteen. Something like that, but then they get the Jets, uh, the second to last game. They could beat the Jets. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's the here's the breakdown. I've got the Rams going twelve and five. <clears throat> Donnie, you got them twelve and five. Andrew, you're eleven and six. Cardinals, I've got them going ten and seven. Andrew, you're ten and seven. Donnie, you're eleven and six. You're the highest one of the three of us. Uh, I've got the 49ers, uh, twelve and five. I'm the highest. Uh, Andrew, you're at ten and seven. Donnie, you're at ten and seven. Seahawks, I got them going four and thirteen. Andrew, you got them at five and twelve. And Donnie, you got them going to five and twelve. So, yep. Just a, some interesting perspectives on how how we view how very similar we view this division. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be a division. very very mm-hmm. tight, like tight, like tough division. I I would be I'm willing some... to put money on it that. The 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Rams all make the playoffs this year. They do and they repeat. I'm putting money on my more gray hairs by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. That's a good one. Um let's uh let's talk about our fantasy lineup. So from this division specifically, let's set our best fantasy lineup. As our special guest, Donnie. I'm going to let you pick first. Who's your quarterback? I, was, I had trouble deciding between Geno and Locke. Cause I'm still <laughs> oh, I see. You, you want draft picks next year. I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to play Dynasty, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I figured I'll go with the, the same route. I'm going in poor man, dude. I'm just yep. draft picks. No, but uh, seriously, I'm going to stay with my Rams and go Stafford. Yeah. He was the quarterback five last year. Yeah, he's solid. He's solid. He, he is solid. Like I, I've been a, a Stafford fan, as you guys well know, for several years, and he's been fun to watch. And he has done some amazing things. He is a pocket passer, right? So he doesn't have the mobility, but he's a great passer, uh, as we saw because Cooper Cup hit the uh, the triple 
He had the triple crown winner last year, right? He had most receptions, most passing yards, most receiving touchdowns. Yeah, and a, another year in the offense. Yeah, you you can't do that unless you got a good quarterback. So Matt Stafford, okay. Andrew, who are you taking? I got uh, only because I'm hoping he stays healthy. Yep. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I'm also taking Kyler Murray as my quarterback. I love Matt Stafford. I'm wearing his jersey right now. I love the boy. But from a fantasy perspective, Kyler Murray full season, I think, has a higher, higher upside of what he can produce. All right, running back. I'm not as excited for the running backs in this division as I thought I would have been. Me too. Same thing. So, I, and I think that's going to come out in who we pick because to me, your options are Cam Akers, James Conner, Elijah Mitchell, and Rashad Penny. Mitchell's already hurt. But that's going to, I think that that's his knock, right? So I don't think yeah. Mitchell, he, I think he's probably going to be the highest scorer on a game to game basis. He just doesn't play as many uh, games. I think James Conner is probably the highest uh, ranking running back because how he finished last season was he right, uh, running back number three. Had they like 19 touchdowns or something ridiculous? Yeah. I think he's just – and he's really solid. Uh, Cam Akers could be the most prolific running back, but it's coming back from uh, the Achilles injury. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. And Rashad Penny showed some amazing end-of-season uh, work, but do they do – they, utilize him that same way or does kenneth walker take some i don't know like that's yeah so so donnie we're gonna go back to you i'm gonna let you pick first well i thought about doing just the 49er running back room but then i thought that just might to, have to, been to the whole room yeah <laughs> but i ultimately okay i mean i thought about it but i ultimately that would, t- that would take up 15 of your draft picks though <laughs> i know i know right? <laughs> now james james connor is the obvious choice okay. to me in this situation all right do you remember the year that we we tried to do the whole whole owning the whole uh 49ers backfield with like Tevin Coleman? And, oh yeah. Uh, do you remember do you remember like at the at the bat what I forget might have been no fun league. I think we everyone I was battling so. trying yeah. to get their hands on like <laughs> okay guys, I'm going all in on the 49ers. Everybody yeah, get your 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. And it's the same okay. thing then that it is now. That is it, so crazy. It hasn't changed, it's just different players. Yeah. Same system. All right, Andrew. Uh, James Conner went to Donnie. Are you yeah, same you James Conner guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you know what it. I think he got a, a bad rap in, in in Pittsburgh, where you know like the, the backfield got too too complicated in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and that's why he needed to leave and get into a different fresh start into a different different uh, mm-hmm. city. Um, you know, I didn't like him in Pittsburgh because I thought. He got a little too cocky. He was getting that Le'Veon Bell mentality a little okay. bit where it's, you got to give me the ball or I don't want to be here. Um, and now that he's in Arizona, I think he's bought into the system. And, you, well, you saw it last year, top, you know, four, three running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an amazing year. And that's with Murray being gone for a part of the season. Yeah, I think if I think if Murray is there, well. I think they they can complement each other, and he could be a beast this year. If 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 the Cardinals get rolling, he could be yeah. a real beast. Okay, 
I, I like James Conner. He's my selection as well. It's all purely because of his stability. And yeah. there's no one else on the depth chart that he's got to compete with. Yes. That's yeah. all right. Chase Edmonds is gone. So I think he's the safe pick. Um, I don't think he has the uh, the upside of Elijah Missile or Rashad Penny. But I don't think there's any player out there or, or in this division that's going to get the workload because there's nobody else to compete with. Yeah. Right? So. Yes. Um, so I took James Conner as well. Now it comes down to wide receiver. I'm just going to go on a limb here and say we're all picking the same wide receiver, and no. that's Cooper Cup. <gasps> no. no. Okay. I, well, I picked Cooper Cup. Donnie, I know you're picking your boy Cooper Cup. And I feel like. Who are you taking? I went out on a far limb. Yeah. And DK Metcalf. Oh, wow. My. I thought he was going to say Depot and just flip-flop the flex, but okay. No, no. No, no. I, I okay. just. DK, he's going to be their whole offense. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if they're going to score some touchdowns, he's got to be the guy getting it. <laughs> okay, I love uh, DK Metcalf, the athlete. He's getting paid. Yes. Like this is he's he's a dude. This is somebody you want to own for it sure. Scares the heck football. out of me for his quarterback. Yeah, but if it's Geno Smith, I'm I'm a bit more in. But if it's Drew Lock, I'm not I'm not as confident. But again, I think the whole offense runs between DK Metcalf and Rashad Penny, and those are the only two that are going to be relevant about anything. Okay, all right, that's that's a really bold move. I'm just I'm just telling you right now, man. (laughs) Bold move. Uh, Tight end. Anybody uh, want to argue this one? No, no. it's George Kittle or anybody. Anybody? Or a ball boy. (laughs) I I, maybe Zach Ertz because Hopkins is going to be. Uh, gone and they can just mm-hmm. just throw it. I think Zach Ertz will get the touchdowns. I just don't know if you'll have the same yeah, yardage. The yeah, yeah. Kittle's just like, so good. You got to go Kittle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's gonna get both receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Uh, Ertz yeah. might get might get some receptions, not a lot of yards, but a good amount of touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm really curious to see how this flex plays out. Uh, That's Donnie? pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm not so sure anymore. You went DK Metcalf. So, not, uh, Donnie, who'd you go? Who's your flex? That's, that's funny. I had DK Metcalf in there for a good couple of days because uh, I really? thought about okay. it. And then I, I ultimately deleted it, and I put Debo because okay. Debo's he's, he's got that. that dope the wide receiver that. one and the wide receiver two are from this division, Cooper Cup and yeah. Debo Samuel. To me, that was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I can see both of those guys repeating um, or flip-flopping. They're going to be, to me, they're both top five. Yeah. Yeah. Right, same system, yeah. money paid, good to go. Andrew, curious. I'm, I'm the same, Debo. Debo, and, and just because with all of the injuries that are going to be in the backfield, he's going to have to be a running back in there too. So <laughs> at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at just the second half of the season he had last year. You know, he would have been the number one guy in the league if he only played half the year, right? Um, he just lit it up the whole second half, and uh, if he continues that way, yeah, I yeah, yes. My my one worry about him is mm-hmm. now that he got paid, is he going to say screw this? I'm not doing all this extra work and potentially injuring myself. I'll do as much as I have to, but mm. I hope he's not that kind of person that his yeah. character is one that like I got paid now I'm going to go earn that money because he yes. has some really neat incentives, uh, particularly from he the does. running side. 
Yeah. So. You know what? No, that that guy's too cocky. He talks too much trash to do that. And that that's my worry. That is really my worry. That if he's not getting the ball, does he get all pissy and quit halfway through a game like it's somebody else we know? Um, uh, not yet. <laughs> I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not. That would be terrible. But you know, he is he's he is such a he sh- he showed last year. He has such a a special talent. Yep, that he can do both roles and do it well in that system. In that system, yes, in that system. And again, the the that team is going to really rely on him to to help out with the wins. And you know, if everybody buys in and everybody is getting their fair share, yeah. and he's not a a diva, he's not a, a diva as you put it. Yep. Yeah. Um, he could have another great year. So yeah. I'm, I'm expecting him to. I honestly, I am. Yeah. I, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be the prolific passer that the team or what. I don't think he's going to be a prolific passer at all. Uh, at least not this year. It's something I think he's going to have to grow into because he was too raw yeah. of a talent to begin with uh, yeah. coming into the league. But to me, if you have him running, Debo running, and a good running room, and he can do a little bit of passing. I, I think what we're expecting to see is somewhat of what happened to Lamar Jackson in his rookie season when he got the chance to play that full season. Yeah. I'm not going to say say he's going to put up uh, Lamar Jackson numbers, but I think that team is going to win through some really neat ways, and it's going to be yeah. tough for teams to, to to battle that, especially when it's like, oh, you guys want to press us and stack the box? Guess what? We got some guys that can go over top of you, and I can throw this ball deep, and we'll just just beware. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, well, let's quickly recap this. Uh, my fantasy team was Kyler Murray, James Conner, Cooper Cup, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Andrew, you went Kyler Murray, James Conner, DK Metcalf, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Donnie, you went Matt Stafford, James Conner, Cooper Cup, Kittle, Debo Samuel. Interesting lineups. Interesting. Oh. And courtesy okay, of great. our friend Gabriel, we will be doing a wind-up show just, bef- just before the end of, uh, end of the season or end of our podcast season. So sometime between uh, our championship week and Super Bowl, we are going to do a recap and we're going to go back through each one of these divisional breakdowns. And we're going to see how well our predictions actually were from predicting all of the divisions and all of our fantasy lineups. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to, he asked and I was like, you know, it's a neat idea. Like let's, let's see how we did. Let's, let's see what our preseason predictions were and how they played out. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we do have our, our friend from outside the league, uh, Corey Bittner. He's going to join us and help us break down the AFC West. He's going to have the last laugh, so you guys make jokes about him all you want, but he's coming in. And all that Seahawk talk we did, I'm sure he's going to have some rebuttal. Oh, so mm-hmm. good times. Is, good times. Is, is, he's going to tear down my Chiefs then. Possibly, possibly. It's uh, the two West divisions are probably the two strongest divisions in all of football. Mm -hmm. So we're ending on a high note, talking about some fun fantasy assets. So join us next week. Should be a great time. Lots of fun. Uh, Thank you, Donnie, for taking time on your busy schedule. You have yourself a good work night. Stay away from those funny smelling areas. Take keep your phone with you so you can call emergency services if bad things happen. Yeah, don't be chasing somebody down in your in your sweeper. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, man, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, For you following at home, thank you for listening and enjoying the show. 
Uh, tell your friends, your family, uh, hook us up with some listens. Uh, greatly appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, all one word, poor man football. That's our thing. And from one poor man to another, remember, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Thank you.